Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with Kevin, and we're glad to be together with you. Hey, brother. Good to be here with you. Thank you all for taking the time to listen or watch whatever you're doing. We appreciate it. We hope that what we talk about right now is going to be encouraging to you to have you take some time, get into God's Word, and prepare your heart for the message that our pastors will be bringing this weekend. So we have been studying as a church through the book of Hebrews. Uh, we're in the third mini-series in Inside. the book of Hebrews. We've, we had one called uh, Jesus is Better, another one called All In, and now this one is on faith in God's promises. And this is the fourth sermon ser- in, in the series, and we're wrapping up chapter 11. Yes, and we've we've made it through. We made it. The first three <laughs> sections, we're down to the last 10 or 11 verses here. Yeah, and what a fascinating, this is like the whole Old Testament in pill form. It is, it is. It really <laughs> it, it encapsulates bitty. a lot of stories, a lot of people's lives uh, with a godly perspective on them. So we can read a lot of the events that happened in the Old Testament, and then we come here and it's like God saying, by faith, this is what happened. By faith, this is what happened. And it's all within the scope, within the context, as as you said last week, around the author of Hebrews delivering both to his initial principal recipients and to us as believers, delivering a message of persevere in your faith. Do not let go of Christ. Hold fast. Hold firm. Encourage one another. Come together. Remain in the faith in God. Trust Him. Um, And now we're we're getting down to the end of chapter 11. You know, I I think the best thing we could do is just encourage you to go and read the stories. Um, Just take time to, you know, certainly get familiar with this passage because this is the section that our pastors are going to be preaching on this weekend. But there are so many stories in here, and some of these may not be familiar to you. I don't know. I don't know your, your background in this. And so when you read a name like Jephthah, you may be wondering, well, I don't even know who that is. Uh, go check that story out. That's an interesting story in the book of Judges. Uh, around his name are names like Gideon and uh, Barak or Barak, I think, yeah. uh, Samson, all those in the Judges. And you got David and Samuel. Uh, you can read about them in First and Second Samuel. And then it just mentions, and the prophets. Um, and that's, isn't that funny? We, we had talked about this before, but... <laughs> It seems like the author of Hebrews is is going through a whole list, right? I've got Cain, I've got I've got Enoch, I've got Moses, and and he gets down here and he's like, yeah, "What more am I going to say?" In verse thirty two, he's like, "And now the time would fail me if I tried to tell all of the stories of." And then he just starts listing people, and he gets to that point, he's like, "Samuel, yeah, and the prophets, yeah. just all of them, the whole oh. passel of prophets." And one of the things you may be thinking of when you hear that or read that, the prophets, you may be thinking about Mm. Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel, and you would certainly be accurate, but there were so many other prophets too. Go back and read 1 and 2 Kings, and and you'll read stories of prophets who 
didn't write necessarily. No, they, they weren't writing profits. They weren't considered writing profits. But they underwent um, some very challenging times. I mean, if you read down about um, how women received back their, their dead by resurrection, some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Verse 36, others suffered mockings and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. Um, they were stoned, etc. These prophets underwent some yeah. very, very challenging situations. Go back and read that. Now it'll take you more than just a day to get through a lot right, of that content. Right. Yeah, takes but it's worth it. It it truly gives us a picture, not of the deliverance of God's promises, right? But of God working in people as they work through maybe difficult situations, tests, trials. Because they too were clinging to the promises of God, they were holding fast. They were persevering in difficult times, and we get to see some of those examples that are referenced here in the end of chapter eleven. Kevin, one of the things I find fascinating about this passage is that in these names that were mentioned, um, most all of these that were mentioned by name did not live lives that you would necessarily want to wow. model years after or um, or encourage your children to set up as role models. I mean, I think of Samson, right? Samson is mentioned in this list uh, how how he was a man of faith. But if you go back and read his story... Not the picture I got, bro. Not the picture. No, not the picture. And well, so, I mean, you start up in 31 and you have... So as as we read these stories, things stick out to us because we're people. Right, and and we we identify with things that we see, events, decisions, consequences, and so Rahab the prostitute, Gideon, a person who built an altar later on at the end of his story after having success leading a group of people in delivering the people of God. We got Barak, uh, as you said, Samson, Jephthah. You know, we won't go into all the stories here, but. There's not a name on this list that God did not share with us some details of their life that we say, wow, that if I were in that situation and I experienced that thing, that moment of not trusting the Lord, that moment of questioning, that moment of making a poor decision that affected my life, and, and I was named by that. You know, David, David was an adulterer. David was a murderer. David tried to hide his sin, and there's just stuff in everybody's life here. And sometimes I get caught up as a person reading this in how how is that person godly? And yet, these are the people that God chose to say, if you want to talk about perseverance in faith, here's some examples. And I think one of the lessons we learn from the Bible about faith is this: it's not the amount of our faith that makes us faithful. It's yes. the object of our faith. Absolutely. And so all of these individuals, the object of their faith is is in God. Certainly everything you said is accurate. They 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 didn't live the picturesque life. They didn't live the the perfect life. But the object of their faith, even yes. in their sinfulness, was God. Yes. And the promise that God had given to the people. When you go back and you read uh, from the very first name all the way back to Abel, Enoch, yeah. Noah, Abraham, Moses, all of these, Sarah, uh, all of these names. They uh, held firm to, they the held firm to the promise of Yahweh God. What he had said, 
I believe him. And, and they clung to that in their lives. And I think of David even when, as a king, he wasn't allowed to build the temple of God. And yet in dedicating and giving some of the stuff that, that the Lord had placed in his hands, right, he, he said, who am I and who is my family, O Lord, that you would take notice and bless me, right? I think he felt the weight of being the kind of man that sometimes I feel like I am, right? I'm not not to say that I, I'm in alignment with David, that's, but but to say as a human being who looks at my own life and I think, Lord, I remember the mistakes I made as much as anything. I, I, I have remorse, I have regret over those mistakes and what they might have meant in my life. And the Lord says, but you remember me and you're faithful. You, you are clinging to me and that's all you got to do. You, here's Jesus, hang on to him. He's your firm foundation. He's your rock. He's the one that matters. Don't look at your stuff. That, look at him. That's right. So they were looking forward to a promise. They yes. were looking to the promise to come. We look back to the promise that came, and we know that that's in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. And yeah, gosh, recently I was listening to uh, a, a book called All of Grace by Charles Spurgeon, um, and I think it was chapter four. I listened to it a couple of different times. I was laying down. You know those nights where you have a hard time getting to sleep? You just, your mind is going a lot of different directions. I find sometimes I'll listen to a part of an audiobook, mm-hmm. and and that's helpful in cleaning up some of those thoughts. It can sometimes help you align your thoughts or just get get out of whatever was on your mind. Yeah, nothing bad that night. But no, but the, the thought that I was listening to as, 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 um, as Spurgeon was preaching or teaching in that book, uh, came from Romans chapter five, verse six, which mm. reminds us that Christ died for the ungodly. Yes. And he just expounded it. I would encourage you to get that book, read that book, all of grace. Um, but you know, it's not that Christ died for the perfect. He didn't die yeah. for those who had it all together. He didn't die. He died for the ungodly. He redeems the broken. He knows how messed up we are. Yes. Yes. Thank God. And all of these peoples are, are examples of, messed up, ungodly yes. lives and, to some extent or another, right? But yeah. the object of their faith was the promise and the one to come. The object of our faith is the promise who came. And he died for all of us ungodly people so that as we put our faith in him, we can be saved. Yeah, I think that is, I, I, I like the way the author said it, and we talked about it last week. With Moses, it was, the reproach of Christ was greater wealth. And that's up in verse 26, I think. Um, I, he calls out that it's Christ that is the the whole point. He was happy to take that reproach. And when I look down here, he doesn't call it out with these people. But that is the thing. That was what they were looking for was that promise that is encapsulated. It's embodied within the person of Jesus Christ. And we have that same hope. You know, and I find it interesting that and it's it's laid out right here for us. Oftentimes, our faith is tested through trials, through yes. the struggles of life, through the very yes. very hard and challenging moments. I mean, I've never been flogged. I've been spanked, but I've never been right. flogged. Yeah, I think my dad used the belt at times. Those are when I was vastly little. different. And that's <laughs> so we, we joke sometimes about you know, it, yeah. But because we we came from a slightly different age, and our parents came from an even Certainly. different age, but. Flogging was a real life-threatening experience. That's right. And they endured, and, and in some cases, it was a life-ending experience. Uh, and they endured these things, and the thing that they looked to was the promise of Christ. That's right. And and that's spelled out for us in, in verse thirty-nine. You know, 
all of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. They were looking forward. Still. They, and they received it in part. They understood it in part, but they never received it. And, and really, that didn't come true until Christ came. Yes. And, well, and, and that's, that's, you know, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Us is after Christ came, right? After yeah. Christ came. So the perfection could only come through the person of Christ. They had to wait until we got the thing they'd been looking for. That's exactly and, right. And, you know, they they were like, he's coming someday. And then their life was done. They were still in hope for him. And yet we have our brothers, Peter and Paul and, and James and John, who got to see him and got to experience that with him. Um, obviously, Paul, after his death and resurrection. Certainly. But... but they actually got to see it. But thank God that when Christ was raised from the dead again, that promise of perfection became the reality of perfection. Kevin, there are so many lessons we can learn from this about what faith looks like, yes. how faith lives. I it mean, isn't what just, we think sometimes. It isn't. It, you know, it's uh, uh, kind of like what uh, C.S. Lewis, how C.S. Lewis describes Aslan in oh, the Chronicles of Narnia says that you know he's not a tame. He's line. not a tame line, and so yeah. we're, we we can't put God in a box. We can't just say this is who He is and this is how He is. No, He uh, tells us. He tells us. Yeah, and, thank God that He does. I'm so grateful for that. And so we would encourage you take time. We've already said it. We'll say it again. Take time to read some of these stories. If you can't yeah. read them all, that'd be that would be an amazing undertaking in the next few days. Wow! But to to pick out a few. And yeah. go back and read their stories and just bask in that and enjoy that. And, and keep in mind, these are the people that God said, when I want to tell my people about persevering in faith, I pick this story. This is the person that I picked their life. That, that can revolutionize how you view yourself. Again, I don't see myself through the lenses of my failures. I see myself through the lens of the value that God places in the life of Jesus Christ and that's where I find my identity is in Him. Absolutely. Thanks. And then come on back and enjoy worship with us this weekend. Saturday night, Sunday morning, we have a number of opportunities. Uh, even online, if you if you can't come in person, check out our website for times and locations. Whatever it looks like, spend some time with the Lord in His Word and enjoy Him this week. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.